I believe that veterans are the key to unlocking America's next golden age. By empowering and influencing one million veterans to transition well and become leaders in their communities, we can unlock our country's destiny and continue to change the world. My name is Bernard Bergen. I am honored to be talking with fellow Patriot, retired Navy Chief Chris Sinock. Chris, uh, take some time and tell us a bit more about yourself. Well, Bernard, first off, thank you for having me and thank you for your service. Yeah, so I retired in 2009 mm-hmm. and I retired because I grew up basically without a father. I had a stepfather, but I always wanted to be there for my kids and I kind of thought I was, but coming back from my last deployment, I realized I wasn't actually being here for them. So I decided to retire and uh, I ended up working for Homeland Security for a little while after that. Now I am run my own business, Center Mass Group, where I teach people how to shoot online. And that's pretty much where I am right now. Wow. Thanks for sharing that, um, Chris. And one thing I uh, learned as I just started looking at your brand, looking at some of your videos, again, extensive background in training others how to use weapons, um, tons of uh, SEAL experience, training SEALs, and you saw some gaps in, in some of the processes. So with your leadership, you started to refine the process and, and retrain the process. What do you think are some of the hesitations for people to onboard with a new system, having been shown one system before? It's been really interesting going through that process because when I saw that the problems that were there and I came from a place where I wrote the SEAL sniper manual. So as far as being able to teach other people how to shoot effectively, arguably you could say there's not many people in the world that knew how to do it better than me. So I thought with that experience plus, and then me coming out and saying, hey, you know what? I found out that the way we've been teaching people to shoot for the last 50 years is wrong. Basically, we didn't take any information that we've learned about how neuroscience works and how Mm -hmm. the brain works and adult education. And if you look at the sport of shooting, it has not evolved at all, whereas every other sport has. Mm-hmm. And like the way a professional baseball player practices and, and learns or football players or golfers, um, they all do a certain set of skills to get better, to get to the yeah. top. And in shooting, it's just go to the range and shoot and hope to get better. Just keep pulling that trigger and, and you'll get better. That would be like a professional football player just saying, OK, if I just keep playing football games, I'll get better. Right. And of course, we know that's not how it happens. And one of the things that I use a lot is like Michael Jordan in basketball. Uh, and, you know, everybody knows he's great and they yeah. know he's great because of how he practiced. Mm. You will never hear anybody say, oh, Michael Jordan is so great because he holds the basketball with his right hand at a 45 degree angle and he has a 15 degree bend in his knees. That's really the secret, right? You've never heard anybody say that. Right. When it comes to shooting, everybody goes, oh, you want to shoot better? Well, you need to hold the gun like this. Mm. Here's where you need to put your finger on the tip of the trigger. So what I did is I spent basically four years studying professional athletes, chess grandmasters, 
and classical musicians, and I studied how they learned and how they got to be great. And I just applied it to shooting. And it's been very successful. But like you mentioned, with the cognitive dissonance that people have, yeah. with going, oh, wait a minute, that's not uh, the way I learned. That's not the way my grandpa taught me to shoot, whatever it is. So that's a big part of actually my teaching is getting people over those mental hurdles to accept the truth of how you learn. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And I love that, you know, you took the time to talk about your background, because I think at times, if we just kind of humble ourselves and, and follow what you're sharing, you quickly see the need to evolve. Now, one of your more popular YouTube videos is how to focus on your front site for instant accuracy. Now, what I found, again, just fascinating on that, again, you're taking it from an inside out approach, not just all activity. You're talking about focus. You're talking about meditation, being calm, skill training. And I think at times you highlighted some of the resistance. But again, I think the shooter community and and the greater community on a whole, they've gravitated to this information because it's working one and it's revolutionizing how they can train. What are some of the comments and feedbacks just based on you putting out this new information? That's pretty interesting. It's either one or the other. And I've found with anything, like that's where I want to be. Like I remember when I first started my business, I forget who told me, but somebody was like, you want 50% of the people to love you and 50% of the people to hate you. And I think that's pretty much where I am with my training. Yeah. Um, So people will either listen to the information that I put out Mm -hmm. and they'll immediately say that won't work. Uh, And, you know, I'll be like, okay, did you try it? And they'll like, you know, they just know that it won't work. Like, okay. Or other people, they try it and it just, it's blows their mind because it is, it's mind blowing when you see how easy it is to learn how to shoot, but you just have to open your mind. I think a big thing that people have a hard time with is they don't understand that for you to learn anything, you have to change your beliefs. Mm. Like there, there's no way around that. Yeah. Like, like if just the process of learning is the process of changing your beliefs. Like you thought one way, right? And you learned something, right? And why you think a different way? And that's people have a hard time. I feel like they have to admit that they're wrong, mm. you know, and they don't want to say that. Like, oh no, like either they're wrong or or they're yeah, their drill sergeant right. was wrong right, who right, taught right. them, or their grandpa or their dad was wrong. Yeah. You know, it's not about being right or wrong. It's about evolving and right. becoming a better person. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because, you know, it, it's so applicable to life. It's so applicable to life after service and just seeing some of the gaps in your thinking and your belief system and saying, you know what, if I onboard this new belief, it doesn't change who I am. It enhances everything I get to do, you know, and I love that there's so much philosophy in some of your training. And I wonder, as you started to prepare to bring this to the f- forefront, did you go deeper in your personal study of philosophy of uh, how people, you talked about how people learn, but what transformation did you go through internally just to get to that point where you can stand on this new information and put it out, especially like you said, two communities that it's going to be polarizing, you know? Yeah, yeah that's a great question. And it was kind of interesting because I didn't start off to like, I wasn't looking for anything as far as philosophy or or changing people's lives. But when I started teaching this new way for shooting, 
like, so I have a membership site online and my members started giving me testimonials on the training. And I found they all basically said the same thing. And it was like, yeah, Chris made me a better shooter. Like I shoot a lot better than I ever thought possible. But the best part is that I'm a better father. I'm a better husband. I'm a better person because of the things that he's taught me. And when I started hearing that, I was like, I started thinking, and it was basically what I realized was the reason I was so successful teaching Navy SEALs how to shoot Mm. as a sniper instructor, and I taught the same way to civilians and law enforcement was because I was teaching warriors how to do something. I was teaching warriors how to shoot. I could have taught them anything. Mm-hmm. They would have yeah, you know, picked it up yeah. to pick it up and learn it. So what I realized I was doing was I was teaching people to become warriors, and I just happened to be doing it through shooting. Yeah, so that's when I did start studying more, getting into the philosophy and really deep into the you know mental aspects of what it is and teaching people how to live like a warrior. Yeah, and now I have people that are on my membership sites that don't even shoot. I have. I know one member is on the New York Philharmonic Orchestra. I have a coach for a professional hockey team. Yeah, yeah. That's one of my members, and they're just following because of my training philosophy. Yeah, yeah. I love that. You know, um, one of the things I realized while studying some of your work, looking at some of your videos, is that back to what you just mentioned, being a warrior, whatever that means for yourself and the disciplines that comes with that, the habits that come with that. Everything is an extension of how well you care for yourself, your family, and then everything else. Was that always at your core or was that something that you embodied when you started to understand what didn't work? I think it was always at my core, but I didn't realize that I needed to kind of share that with others Uh, to get them to learn how to shoot. Right. Powerful. That's powerful. Now, one of the things I found on your Instagram site that was... I think pretty transformational in that most people wouldn't naturally think about it. It says, learn how to shoot faster by slowing down. And so many people are like, that doesn't make sense. You know, I want to hit the target or the enemy's coming at me or this situation has happened and I need to be fast. And they forget that jerky hesitation to rush can cause them to miss. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If you um, look at uh, really any sport, uh, any endeavor, it's all about slowing down and doing things perfect. And when it comes to shooting, and I used to say this myself when I teach people how to shoot, it's like, okay, just once you know how to shoot, just start shooting faster. Mm. And like, we have a saying like, push your speed, push your speed. But that would be like, if you wanted to type faster, just like move your fingers as fast as possible and think that you're going to spell anything correctly, right? It's just not going to happen. Right. But if you take your time, and you slowly hit each key perfectly, you're building up neural pathways and uh, that it just naturally becomes faster. Right. And the image I always use when I talk about this is if you want to go down a hill on a sled and you've got like fresh snow, you could just hop on the sled and like shoot down super fast and just keep going. But once you go that route on that sled, when you go back up to the top and you go again, you're going to stay in that rut that you made, that path, the whole time. So if you want to do it a certain way, if you want to take a certain path, 
what you need to do as slow as you can and beat down that path. Mm -hmm. And you can do as many turns and angles that you want to do, but you have to do it slowly. And if you do that just a couple times perfectly, you'll get on that sled and you won't be able to slow yourself down. You don't have to try to speed yourself up. It's going to happen naturally. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love the visual of that because, you know, when I was learning to shoot and get better, you know, I have a story I tell where because I was shooting from way back in Boy Scouts, when I got to basic, I could hit my targets pretty effectively. And my drill sergeant was like, Bergen, who taught you how to shoot? And I kind of broke it down to him. I've been shooting for a long time. And he was like, all right, you're done for the day. Go clean your rifle. You know, so I spent the rest of the shooting day cleaning my rifle. And then when it was time for quals, I qualified the worst. And the people who had never touched a weapon before, they qualified expert because they spent all day just training and, like you said, taking their time and, and mastering. And that always hit me like, I don't want to rush. <laughs> I want the training. I want those instructors to reposition me, help me get my right balance and shoulder positions and look at my targets. And I think you just explained why it's so important when learning a new skill, specifically shooting, that, again, you think about where you want to be and you the first couple of times through just really relax into the process and let the process continuously accelerate your pace of learning. Yeah. One of the most interesting things I've found is that when most people learn how to shoot, they get a gun, they go to a range, they don't know how to stand, they don't know how to hold the gun, they don't know how to manipulate the trigger, they don't know how to aim, but they load up the gun, they pull the trigger, the gun jumps out of their hands and scares them. Mm -hmm. And so they went down that hill, you know, on their sled, just super fast the first time. So they built that path. And I've literally seen people who have come to join my membership site who have been shooting for 30 years and they go, oh, I have this flinch that every time I shoot a pistol, I flinch. And I'm like, well, first off, stop telling yourself that because whatever story you tell yourself, you're going to live out. And number two, I don't want you to shoot a gun for 30 days. Wow. So you're going to dry fire. You're just going to practice at home. And you're just going to do repetitions over and over of you shooting the gun and pulling a trigger and realizing that the gun doesn't jump out of your hands just because you pull the trigger. And I've never had anybody come back after 30 days not being cured. Wow. I love that because one, I remember when I had my flinch and one of my questions for you would be, why do you advocate for dry fire training so much, but I think you just kind of walked us through that. And that's so true. Yeah. 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 And so many people, they'll say that a flinch is just a natural reaction to the gun going off. So there's a loud noise and it's just, we can't resist it. But I say, well, I can resist it. And I know every good shooter, any good shooter, no matter who they are, they don't flinch. Yeah. It's only people who have a flinch because they learned incorrectly, mm-hmm. uh, will say, oh, everybody has a flinch. But they just yeah. want an excuse to not have to do the work yeah. to fix it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you look at it like everybody doesn't flinch. That's you true. Know, yes, if you learn incorrectly, you are going to have that. Like it is natural if you're not expecting something to flinch and go, oh, what was that? Right. Well, you weren't expecting it. But through practice, through proper practice, You will expect it. So you're like, okay, the gun's going to make a loud noise and I don't need to do anything except keep shooting properly. 
Right, right, right. I love that. I love that. So to everyone needing to learn, to everyone looking to go deeper uh, with the skill of shooting, I challenge you to head over to Chris's website, chrissynog.com. That's C-H-R-I-S-S-A-J-N-O-G.com. Man, I'm fascinated with shooting only because I think, and to most people, if they haven't experienced that Zen about it, it's such a Zen state of mastery. Like you understand that if you master yourself, you master your weapon, you master your process, that the target is where the target is. And I think it, it speaks to life. It speaks to self-discipline and mastery, things that I'm always excited about. But so many people, without knowing it, pull weapons, pull shooting out of context of, you know, just what it is. Why do you think so many people either have a love of the process or a distaste for the process without even truly walking through it themselves? I think it's that they look at the firearm as a weapon. And what, what I say is that we are the weapon mm. and that the firearm is just a tool. Yeah. So there's those on one side that are, you know, look at it as a weapon and go, yeah, I want that weapon. And, you know, it's my right to have that weapon and shoot it wherever I want. And, and then there's the other side that just look at it as a weapon and they don't think anybody should have it. But like you said, if you look at it as just a tool that you can become a better person by mastering anything in our lives, we're helping become the masters of ourselves um, and control ourselves. But I think right now it's critical in the shootings that we're having lately and, and all the debate over guns and stuff that if people do look at it, like I'm teaching people to safely use firearms. I'm teaching people to become better people yeah. through the use of firearms. It's like a no-brainer. Like everybody should be supporting it. You know, whether you want to shoot a gun or not, right. it doesn't really right. matter. But right. the process I think applies to everybody. And I've actually started using this training with uh, professional golfers. So I'm working with Titleist Performance Institute. Yeah. They're taking my training process and it's been amazing the similarities even in the terminology between shooting guns and shooting golf and how you aim and how you stance and grip. It's just been great. We actually did a webinar with the owner of Titleist Performance Institute and it did really well. Oh, wow. 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 Well, congratulations on that. And you know, I'm, I'm excited for your program in particular. I'm a big advocate. I think that more people should train just in general. I think it makes you a better person. It makes you understand the rigors of someone else's life, you know, law enforcement, military personnel, things like that. And, and I agree with you. I think a lot of the focus and foresight applies to different arenas, athletics, at home with your family. You just approach things with a better mind state, a better plan, a better flow. What would you say to someone who wants to start and says, hey, Bernard, I heard you talking with Chris but I'm new to this. Where should I start? My job is to set up your website. Uh, what else would you share with them? Well, the first thing I always tell people when it comes to just specifically like learning how to shoot, like somebody wants to get a gun is to really think about that in itself. And it surprises a lot of people, but I always tell people, maybe you don't need a gun. Maybe a gun is not right for you because a gun is not right for a lot of people. It's just, you know, even for like personal defense, there's situations depending on where you live. Like if you live 
in a small apartment building. Also, if, if you don't have the time to train to yeah. be able to be proficient with a firearm, well, then you shouldn't get one. Like yeah. it, it can do more harm than good. And a lot of people hear me say that and they're like, oh, I thought you teach shooting. You should want everyone to have guns. And I'm like, well, no, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, I don't know how that makes sense. To <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, but they do. Um, so I would say think about that first. And then, yeah, just, you know, like going to my website and just kind of looking around and getting to know more about firearms training. Right. Like I believe the proper way. Um, yeah. I have a YouTube channel with hundreds of videos on shooting. like everything I teach. I pretty much give away for free to some extent. Yeah, uh, you'll find it somewhere either on YouTube or on my website. So. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things that I love that I think you did so well. Just so kudos to you and your team. You made what so many people either secretly have a fear of or just a lack of understanding. And you made it so accessible, you know, and you're coming from a high level, but you're speaking in language we all can understand. You're taking us through the processes we can do on our own. To that person who wants to go deeper, maybe they're still serving in the military. They, they want to be better law enforcement or maybe someone who's a professional shooter. It's like, hey, you know, I'm always looking for different ways to take my skills up a notch. Do you have deeper levels of your training for people in that category? Yeah, two things to that. Number one, the best piece of advice that I will give to everybody who hears this is if you're not meditating is to start meditating. Ooh. And it will change your life. And a little caveat on that, if you don't like the word meditation and you hear meditation and you think it's like some religious thing or Eastern philosophy thing, call it brain performance training, call it focusing your mind, call it uh, listening to your breath, call it whatever you want if you don't like the word meditation. But there is so many benefits to meditation. Like we could do like 10 shows on it. Uh, meditation by itself, which right now, probably half of the videos that I put out have to do with meditation. Wow. It's so important. But to answer your question, yes. So I do have a membership site that people can sign up for. And I do live training with that. And um, people really like that. I have a couple courses. I have two best-selling books on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, that um, one book was the How to Shoot Like a Navy Seal. It was the number one shooting book for 18 months when it first came out. Wow. And my second book, Navy SEAL Shooting, is the highest rated shooting book ever out of over 7,000 books. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, congratulations on that. You know, it just speaks to the quality that you bring to the marketplace. And I think it just starts with, you know, how you live your life, how you choose to uh, lead others. So, you know, thank you for that. One of the things I want to talk about, one of the things I advocate for strongly for, you know, members leaving the services, you're getting your family back. You're getting a lot of that family time back. So serve your family. And that's one of the things that I was so excited about your brand and and your philosophy and your belief system. Family is, you know, top of list. And um, I would love for you to just take some time and share your why, but also remind, you know, some of the service members that are following behind us that, don't just leave the service and just pick back up that 60 or more hour grind and forget that, you know, you have this time to really do family well and do family at a different level. Yeah. So I touched on it in the beginning and I like that you said your why, 
Like what's my why? Because that's actually one of the things, first things I teach in shooting Mm. is what is your why for learning how to shoot? Because if you don't have a why for anything in your life, like, okay, I want to become a better shooter. Okay. Why? And if you can't answer that and it's not a strong enough reason, like if you plan on getting up five minutes early to practice uh, training, you're going to hit your snooze button because you don't have a strong why. So I always, I have a process that I take people through to discover your why in my training. But my why is I came home from my last deployment. And like I said, I talked about this, but the whole story is my son, who is four years old at the time, he wouldn't eat for like two weeks. Mm. And finally, one day I'm like, Hey buddy, you know, you got to eat and so you can grow up and be strong. And he said, dad, if I eat, I'll grow up. If I grow up, I'll become a daddy. If I become a daddy, I'll have to leave my family. (laughs) Yeah. So he was four years old. Um, The next day I was planning on going in and re-enlisting for five years. I was going to get a $250,000 tax-free bonus. Instead, I put in my retirement papers that day. I was at 19 years. So yeah, so I retired because like I said, I had always said I was going to be there for my boys. And I thought that, you know, I was because this is where my house was. But in reality, especially in the SEAL teams, even if you're not deployed, you're still gone training places and stuff. So that was the best decision I made. But even then, when I retired, I I was like, okay, well, I'll take people to the range and teach them how to shoot because that's what I've been doing. And then it was probably six months into that that I realized, I was like, wait a minute, I'm still gone. Like I retired to not be gone. Like now I'm traveling around teaching people how to shoot. Like the only thing I'm doing now is not doing the shooting myself. Yeah. So what I did was that's when I started teaching people online. I was like, how can I do this? You know, and I just started hearing about people teaching things online and stuff, right. you know, right. and I'm like, wow, could I do that with shooting? There's not, nobody doing anything yeah. like it before, but I got very lucky and I found a golf instructor who ran a very successful membership site for teaching mm-hmm. people how to play golf just through videos and, and a membership site online. And I was like, well, that is a physical skill, like, a, you know, something very physical. The similarities are besides the life and death part, yeah. part about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I was able to meet with him and he gave me some great advice on like, if you can explain things to people that haven't been explained to them by an instructor standing with them, mm-hmm. like he gave me the example of like, tell people to stand up and feel the pressure on the bottom of their feet. And then said, okay, now have them wiggle their toes. And while they're wiggling their toes, ask them if they can feel the pressure on their feet. And you know what? You can't feel both of those things. Right. And, but that was like one example of you're teaching something that's going to kind of like blow their mind a little bit and going, wow, well, my instructor that's right here next to me didn't tell me that, but you told me that in a video. What else can you tell me? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I love that. And I love how your why and just, again, just no excuse philosophy, looking for the answer to what you know you need to solve just allowed you to go down this path. And that was one of the things that I really enjoyed about your website, your YouTube channel was that 
you were teaching from a high level. Again, you, you taught, you wrote the book, you know, on, on shooting. And you were like, yeah, but I still need to be here for my family, guys. Like, it's not an either or for me. And yeah. I think that's going to help so many high performers, so many servicemen and women as they transition to prioritize family. And I want to thank you for that because I think when you see how important you are to this unit that at mm. times you were just away from so much, you'll realize that, wow, my impact and my influence starts within my house and it just continues rippling out beyond that. Yeah. You had talked about being in the scouts and I, after I retired, I ended up being a Cub Scout leader. Oh, wow. My boys and stuff. So that was good. Yeah. 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 And then look at the uh, just wealth of experience and um, ideas you're going to help bring, you know, as you take your boys through that program. So that's, again, another phenomenal, I guess, outcome of that decision. And thank you for making that decision. Because while for many, they're like, well, man, uh, it was only five more years, you know, look at the income, et cetera, et cetera. But at that time, your son would be nine. Right. You know, and then his phenomenal answer, again, from the heart of a child, <laughs> you know, that, oh, yeah. that doesn't transform you. What does? And I, one of the things I advocate for strongly is just like, you know, just take some time, you know, especially if you're financially able to just really reset and, and support your wife, you know, support your husband, you know, come home, see what baseball games look like and just reconnect. Because, yeah, you are a phenomenal person, high performer, but for the most part, they didn't get to see it. Yeah. You know? So I love that. Yeah, just perform the same way for your family. Yeah. 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 That's big. That's big and important. Now, I want you again, just to take some time to let our listeners know, like, what's next for you? Like, is there another book in the pipeline? Or are you still traveling and speaking? You talked about taking your coaching program and partnering with a large golf organization. Is there any other opportunities for other organizations out there? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's uh, come up recently. One, I'm finishing up my next book, which is, it's called The New Rules of Marksmanship. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a manifesto and training manual. So it's my philosophy on training. Okay. But like you mentioned, I'm working with the Titleist Performance Institute. Also, pretty interesting is much work I do now with meditation and training the mind. I got to meet with Deepak Chopra oh, wow. and um, working with him on doing some corporate training Yeah, and basically going into corporations and him going through the soft side of your mind and why that's important. And then me being there going, look, you can also be a Navy SEAL yeah. and get value from the very same meditation practice. Wow. 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 Powerful. And again, congratulations for those new opportunities on the horizon. As we prepare to close, let me uh, just remind our listeners, I am talking with Chris Sinog. Head over to his website, chrissinog.com. All of his uh, social media is branded the same. Chris Sinog, that's C-H-R-I-S-S-A-J-N-O-G. Follow him on Twitter. Follow him on Instagram. I'm telling you, his YouTube channel will change your life. You might find yourself with a two, three hour gap, just kind of going through some of the training because again, you're hearing a Navy SEAL remind you that so much of it is mental focus. And, and for me, I found that refreshing because we put so much stock in just the physical attributes. And I think we leave such a huge percentage on the table in performance because we're not starting from the inside out. And I think you do such a great job 
at reminding us how to get back to that place of being centered. So Chris, as we close, I love asking this question about specifically veterans transitions. You talked about your transition. What would you share to those who are a bit nervous about either retiring or either leaving the service and how they can find their center, find their why, and just have an amazing life after the uniform? Always prepare for it. You know, just like you would practice for anything else you want to be good at. Yeah. Don't wait till it's time to retire or time, you know, time to get out to leave the service to try to figure out what it's going to be like, like practice that process. Right. One of the books I'm writing is like getting your VA disability rating. Mm. Um, Like I'm a hundred percent disabled veteran and like I deserve that. Yeah. Yeah. What I feel bad about is I know people that should have gotten a hundred percent and they're, you know, worse off than I am, Mm. but they've got like 30% because they didn't understand how to get that, the things that they deserve. And it was the same thing. Like when I retired, I had my degree because years before, like it took me 11 years in the service to get my degree. Mm -hmm. And I was literally at times on deployment, working on college courses. You know, I'd bust out my books when I wasn't on watch or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like in the field on deployment, not like kicking back overseas. But you have to have that, like take the discipline you have as a service member and apply it to your transition, but plan it before you get out. And if you plan it and you're ready for it, it's not going to be scary at all. It's going to be something you'll be looking forward to. Be like, okay, yep, like I'm ready to go. Because I remember one of the most craziest things I saw when I was retiring, I went to the education center on base to get my paperwork that they had had and stuff on courses. And there was a master chief that came in in E9 and he was retiring the next day. And he's like, I need to get an education. How do I start? (laughs) And I'm like, oh, you're one of those people who five years after you retire die. Because you did not. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that advice, uh, Chris. Guys, if you're still in, in the service and you're listening to this, and we challenge you just two, three classes at a time. You know, just stick with it. Trust me, it will always have a return on that investment. And again, reach out to people like Chris. Reach out to people like myself. Buy Chris's book on getting your rating because there are so much resources and so many people advocating for you on this side, but without the knowledge and the know-how, you might miss an opportunity for yourself, for your family to get the healthcare, get the benefits, get the connections that you need for what's next. And I love what you said, Chris, you know, if we prepare for it, just like our deployments, it is something that we know that we're going to succeed at and we know what to expect. And I, I love that you took the time to break that down for us. Now, Chris, tell us where to find you. I try to do my best to highlight all that you have going on, but you know, I just want you to take some time to connect with the audience, let them know how to connect with you, and um, maybe some parting words of wisdom as well. Well, again, thank you for having me on, Bernard. It's an honor. Unfortunately, I was given a very bad last name when it comes to social media. So usually what I tell people is if you just type in to your browser, how to shoot like a Navy SEAL or Navy SEAL shooting. People can find me that way. It's a lot easier. Okay. Yeah. So that's usually what I say. But uh, parting wisdom, I am going to stick with meditation. Mm. 
everything you do comes from your mind. And if your mind is clear and your mind is focused, everything in your life is going to become better and easier. Wow. Wow. I love that. I love that. So again, guys, I think Chris said it best. Add meditation to your daily habits. Now, again, if you're stuck with the word meditation, I love what Chris also said. Call it brain training. Call it mental performance training so that you get that habit (laughs) into the process. Chris, this has been phenomenal. Thank you again for just carving out some time to talk with me. And um, yeah, if there's anything that we can do for you, reach out, let us know. I'm excited about what you're doing. I get to point to one more veteran leading the way outside of the uniform. And that is my goal for this show and everything that I do is just advocating that veterans can have an amazing life beyond the uniform. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Take care. Have a great day and enjoy the rest of your Memorial Day weekend.